The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Adventure Jogger. This episode, we're going to be talking about pain, and I think pain is something that all ultra runners have had to become really close friends with uh, during the course of training and racing. You would think if we're going to have an expert about pain, um, who better than my wife who has to live with the biggest pain in the world, me, and then then have you come over for for dinner all the time. She's an expert in pain. (laughs) I don't know how she does it. Our wives would get along. (laughs) She knows. Our wives would get along. But my wife is not an expert in pain. She's an expert in math. So we're turning to Vinny Crispino. He is the man behind the Pain Academy. Listen to this. Vinny broke his back twice not in once. his 20s. Twice, Twice in his 20s. If he breaks it one more time, it's free. And, yeah. he, you know, that massive pain led to depression and him exploring ways to get out of that massive amount of pain, which the things he learned during that process led him to start the Pain Academy. By the way, he is training for his first 50-miler, the old Cascadia 50-miler, coming up soon. Our guest on this episode of The Adventure Jogger from the Pain Academy. He lives near Malibu, California. Vinny Crispino. Welcome, Vinny. It is good to be here. It's good to have you on, man, because I think yeah, pain, thank you. pain is one of those things that ultra running has a very close connection to pain and i think a lot Mm -hmm. of people are attracted to ultra running because it does put you in this different level of pain and i think there's some there's some enjoyment to that pain there can be but you better learn how to manage it exactly there's the positive pain and the negative pain but before we get into too much on that kind of share your story Vinny. i i saw the cliff notes how in the hell do you break your back twice in your 20s give us the 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 vinnie crispino journey from back breaking to the pain academy yeah i'd love to so uh you break your back in a couple ways mm-hmm. you either suck at surfing or you suck at lifting <laughs> and i will suck at both those things oh uh, so, yeah yeah so just some quick context background uh, i was a former division one athlete so swimming that was my mm. sport Hated every minute of it, but I was really? good. Couldn't do anything on land. So I've yeah. never been a runner up until a few years ago. Okay. And um, I got really burnt out of swimming. Just I couldn't yeah. go up and down uh, a pool one more time. Mm-hmm. And so I decided that, that there's got to be other sports out there that have some skill sets to do with water. So I kind of naturally gravitated towards surfing. Yeah. And I think that's where my mistake was because I was quite cocky and arrogant <laughs> in the water. You're a D1 had, college swimmer. Of course you were cocky, you know? I was looking at those waves like this is this is uh this is fun. It's fun for me. <laughs> right, you know? right, right. And I could paddle out no problem but my swimming skills were significantly better than my surfing skills. Mm -hmm. And it didn't take long to get humbled very quickly by the ocean. Really? Uh, This was over at Leo Creo (laughs) and a wave picked me up mm, and threw me down against the rocks. And that was it. It was was a a soul breaking, back breaking just moment where, man, when I came up on top of the water, it was just, nothing was the same. 
it was just, I knew in that moment, everything was about to change. That must have been, because how, how old were you when you did the surfing the first time? Um, well, I first surfed uh, at a younger age. So I was like 12, 13. So I kind of fell in love with surfing. Okay. But I lived in Denver at the time. We don't really have good oceans out no, there. They're so not, not Denver's many, no, Denver's the worst city you could pick to start a surfing career. I wouldn't recommend it. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, and so I kind of always had this love at a distance yeah. for this thing. And so when I was about 18 or 19 years old, sold everything I had, moved out to California, literally just had a mattress and a surfboard. And I had the pipe dream of making it as a surfer. Wow. So it was always kind of this infatuation with it. And uh, I got my ass kicked. That's got to be incredibly humbling especially when you're, you're, you're a D1 college athlete, or at least you were. I mean, you were a successful swimmer. And I think if we're yeah. all being honest, swimming is not the easiest sport uh, to master and to be so good at it that colleges are like, hey, Crispino, we want to throw you a scholarship to go swim for us. But to, to have- Exactly in that tone, by the way. <laughs> of course. Hey, we got a college for you, Crispino. Come on over here. Hey, you, come yeah, here. If it wasn't that, I just would have hung up and waited for the next recruiter. It had to be that, especially having the first name Vinny. So, <laughs> right, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you, you go there. And I wonder too how much of that is because the dedication to the sport to get to that level, I can see burnout being a total possibility because if that is your whole life to get to that point, I can see how you probably were like, oh, I can't, ju- I can't do another lap. You're like, I'm sick of yeah. it. Sign this cavities right. full of water, yeah. ears full of water. Right. So like, yeah. Exactly. But then, because when we're young, when we're, when we're in our late teens, early 20s, Vinny, we believe we are invincible. Only yeah. other people get hurt. Only other people <laughs> yeah. die. We're immortal. We are bulletproof. We are Superman. And it must have been incredibly humbling for you. You see these waves and you go, I'm a D1 swimmer. I will I will surf all over this. Hey, cowabunga, dude. I know you've been doing this for a long time, but I'm about to show you how it's done. And then to just have that moment where that wave just picks you up and just slams you against those rocks. That had to be a little ego breaking for you. That was the first moment that I realized I was not invincible. That was it. There mm-hmm. was no other moment before that that I You're realized. You're fortunate that, that you I could w- come back to the surface on that, literally. You know, uh, I, I think it was the, I, I owe that all to the background of swimming. Yeah. I, I think it was spending so much time um, doing the holding your breath, all the swimming drills and the techniques and kind of being in this place of of comfortable panic yeah. that that when I broke and, and when I broke my back and I lost my feeling in the left leg, it was just that default. Like I had been training for this. Go back to the breath. Yeah. Roll on your back and just slowly move to shore. And and that was what helped get me out of the water. Yeah, you're you're fortunate you did have that training. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, because the match if you didn't, the panic sets in and you, you could easily oh. drown. So you deal yeah. with that. So all of a sudden, you realize that you are not Superman. You are not invincible. Um, you broke your back. H- how long are you out of any sort of physical activity while your back is is, is, is being recovered? If, if I recall it clearly, it was about six months of mm-hmm. just disability. Yeah. I mean, it was it was literally just six right. months of of 
survival through the day what kind of drugs can i take what can i do to just literally get through it make it through it. uh staring you know staring at the ceiling laying on my back i mean it was just i, I had dealt with you know in my swimming career just a lot of repetitive use injuries as yeah. they came yeah but every every injury that that showed up, it was always like, okay, well, uh, bicep tendonitis. Let's work on the legs. Right. Knee issue. Let's work on the core. It was always right. workarounds. Yeah. But this, there, there was no workaround. No. It was like the <laughs> core movement, breath. It, it it's gone. Sucked. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. It, there was think, no movement through it. I think too, Vinny. You identified as an athlete. That was your identity for so long. And now that's taken away from you and you are stuck in a bed with a brace on looking at the ceiling. I mean, that's a lot of lo- that's a lot of long hours to just think about a lot of things. Yeah, it was loss. I mean, it it was loss. Mm-hmm. It was it was uh, pain. We're all incredible at dealing with it. Mm-hmm. I think we all have an insane capacity to deal with pain. But there's there's that that mental there's that emotional part that I had zero training for mm-hmm. there there was no tough mindset stuff when i was swimming it was just how do you be the best how do you own right. and how do you be confident at and then you go from a, a person who thought he was an invincible you know capable athlete to uh stairs feeling like fucking mount everest yeah <laughs> yeah it, and, and it was just one step at a time and and trying to settle yourself and just mentally prepare for that next step as you're like begrudgingly dragging your leg up behind you there was no preparation for that and uh i know i can be dramatic at times but i literally felt like i was uh head leaning against a window pane as it was raining outside watching everybody just like take out their trash and check their mail yeah and being envious of right. people being able to do stupid things that we all hate to do right makes sense yeah. um you were no longer in a mattress sleeping in your car or the surfboard where were you, where did you have to go to recover um, so I, I actually had a place with a couple friends, okay. uh, roommates, and and they got me through it. Man, it was them making me hot pockets. And I mean, mind you, these are guys in their early twenties too, so we're <laughs> sure. not talking gourmet meals. <laughs> it's hot pockets. They heated up the water for top ramen, mac and cheese. And it was yeah. ramen, oh, yeah, mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, yep. Oh, holy stuff! Hot yeah. pockets are fantastic. Can we just say that for a second? We can say that, and they've become a go-to favorite. I've become a human garbage can training for ultras. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's anything. Mm-hmm. It's any food. It's oh, yeah. yes to anything somebody puts in front of you. <laughs> yes, I'll eat that. Yeah, I'll eat that. If you are a runner with an eating problem, means like you want to eat everything in sight. You got to train for ultras. That's the only way you can do it and not yeah, put on a it. whole lot of weight. So you recover from, from that first back injury, and surfing obviously is not for you. Um, then you decide, what, you want to you get into bodybuilding? So, so kind of, it was, it was never really a recovery. So, you know, before the injury, I probably felt a hundred percent or what yeah. I thought was a hundred percent. The injury knocked me down to just nothing. Yeah. And then a couple years went by and I was maybe at 20, 20 ish percent. I mean, it was about three years of just still living within that disability. Wow. Uh, three years post break, you know, still walking into a room and just scanning where's the closest chair? Yeah. Where's the place that I can lay down? What can I and, lean against? Yeah, right, you know, yeah. Look, yeah. 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 It was just, uh, it, it was never entering a room the same way for years. Yeah. And the herniations healed, the fractured T12 vertebrae mm-hmm. healed, the MRIs looked good. Yeah. But 
due to the force of the impact, my spine shifted 21 degrees over to the left. So it was just soft tissue trauma and damage that even after some of the structures healed, putting my shoes on, it was still like a, do you really want to go out? Yeah. You know, it was that conversation every time. And so, um, this was three years into it after so many you know great people who really tried nothing was really getting better as yeah. i'm sure so many people have that story and uh, i decided to kind of put this in my own hands so i went down the uh, certified personal trainer route mm-hmm. started learning about the art and the science of movement and programming and and that's what led me back into the gym and i said i'm gonna put this in my own hands and and start to do it myself and that led to the second wonderful okay. breaking story. Can I can I guess were you doing some sort of compound Olympic lift, like a uh, like a the clean and jerk or something? Or I, I was doing uh, deadlifts to bent over rows. So I was trying to get creative with it. I was doing a deadlift and then coming down halfway and then doing a bent over row. Yeah, and then coming back up and deadlift. So I'm trying to to get this body to understand movement again. Right. 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 And we're not talking heavy. Heavy is no longer my language. We're just, can I function a little bit better than I was? Right. Yeah. Um, And it was on probably the second or the third rep certified, still had no idea what I was doing. And I just slowly lowered the weight and the top half of my back went with the weight. The bottom half of my back seized up buckled and it created this moment of spondy where the vertebrae just sheared and the disc slipped so it wasn't a a vertebral break it was another soul crushing break and and the footage on 24-hour fitness because that's where i injured it yeah it was just you literally see the buckle i dropped the weight I'm a cool guy yeah i pretended like i'm all good like oh everything's great just get in the core. Just get in the core. <laughs> I can't stand up, but Dude, dripping, dripping sweat yeah. out of the. Oh my god! I I did it again. I did it again, and oh. I just slowly walked in an L position over to my car, and just drive home and go back down to the ground for months. Oh. Oof. Problem number one, Vinny. Um, when you said you went to become a certified personal trainer. You went in for the wrong reasons. The reason why you're, you become a certified personal trainer is so you can work at the local gym, have massive arms, because all you do is dumbbell curls, a yeah. beer gut, and then wear the <laughs> tightest shirt you can possibly find and be like, just walk around and go, hey, hey, you're benching wrong. Need some help with that? Hey, yeah. hey, hey, young lady, you want a spotter? That's what you, yeah. you, you I can were, fix that in five sessions. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You were going about it all the wrong way. You had to just focus on the biceps. Why were you working on anything else, Vinny? Now, in hindsight, we realize the mistakes we made as young men, but I wasn't aware of that. You can have the, big, no. the big biceps and no calf. Right. Zero. Yes. Like just like stick. sweatpants. You wear sweatpants because you, you find an excuse for leg day. And like, I can't make leg day, guys. Oh, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. I got to go talk to my mom. I can't make I can't make leg day again today. My my pants game was on point. My pants game was on point. It's the only way to say it. And, and I wish I had some noble story of, you know, I really wanted to get into fitness to inspire other, uh, inspire others and help others. Yeah. I was in it for myself. Yeah. I, I needed to figure out like, how, how do I manage and, and live life uh, somewhat sure. as yeah. reasonable as possible? Right. And so that doesn't work. Your, your, your quest to fix yourself 
through personal training did not work. You're back to square one now. Now you got to yeah. recover again. Exactly. So now you're again, you're, you're in that brace, laying on that bed, looking at the ceiling, watching people do everyday things again. You're looking out the window. It's raining and the guy's taking his garbage out. And you're like, I wish I could do that. Mm-hmm. At some point, you knew that the fitness angle wasn't going to work for you. What inspired you to try some alternate avenues the second time around? Because you must have been just in a massive amount of pain. Breaking your back twice, you must have been in just a massive amount of pain all the time. Uh, The pain fueled the search to not end. I mean, that that was it. Okay. I I wish it was... uh, you know, I, I had this moment to like take a break from it. It was just like the 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 severity of the pain and what movement felt like on the daily basis. It just forced me to keep looking. So when the the CPT cert failed, then I went down a little bit of a different rabbit rabbit hole, mm-hmm. which is what is corrective exercise specialist? What does that do? And and what is corrective exercise? And and I think I need that. That sounds right. Yeah. Because I can't move. So right. I'd love to correct that right. through exercise. That sounded wonderful. Yeah. And went through the, again, the certifying process, started to become a corrective exercise specialist and doing some of the things that I learned helped, but still nowhere near a functional human being, let alone a young guy. Um, And by the time I kind of got on my feet to the point where I could at least have a few sessions a week, I walked back into the same old gym Mm -hmm. that I was at, personal trainer at. Yeah. And the first day back, this member approaches me and hands me a business card. And he's like, hey, you look like shit. Call my guy. And he hands me this card. Yeah. And, you know, I think I think it's just like oh, great. An- another thing. At that point, I had tried um, so many different therapy methods that it was just like a- another thing to go try again. Yeah. Didn't think anything of it. And fast forward about another year, mm-hmm. year and a half, yeah. of just fumbling through corrective exercise, getting more frustrated because I could kind of help other people in pain. I was actually mm-hmm. kind of good at that. Yeah. Couldn't do anything to help myself, but I could see the things with other people and, and help design some kind of protocol to help them. Yeah. I'm in a grocery store and I'm just like trying to reach for the gallon of milk and I'm like grabbing it and I'm wincing and I just reach over and put it in my cart. And this guy approaches me and he's like, Hey, I'd love to help you. And I'm like, no, man, I'm, I'm fine. He's like, just, just come see me. Let's work on that knee of yours. I get that in the grocery store all the time. Can, can I help you, sir? Yeah, because they think you're old and lost. <laughs> like, is there a silver alert? <laughs> right. Does your family sir, know where you are? are you sir, okay? sir, back away from the milk. Put the milk down. Put the milk down. Yeah. It'll be all right. Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah. You need assistance. <laughs> right. uh, I was just projecting to the world that I needed help. I was oh, yeah. a sure. soul. You yeah. Know? And... Um, so this guy approaches me and he's like, hey, I'd love for you just to have come see me. My, my office is right next door across the street. Let's work on your knee. Yeah. And I'm like, knee? It's fucking idiot. It's my back. Right. My You're back's like, broken. listen, buddy. Yeah, that's great. Listen, listen knee pal. doctor. I, I, yeah. I don't need yeah. your help. Okay. I've got back issues. Don't, don't need his help. Um, he hands me his card. It's the same guy that the member at the gym gave me the referral uh, for. It's the same oh, guy. Wow. And I'm like, you know, looking for, yes. yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm looking, begging for 
anything right so yeah. stars kind of blind uh i go see him it was the weirdest appointment of my life he didn't ask me any questions he just took four pictures of my body you know stand up face yeah. the camera turn to the side turn around and around and again You're like i thought and this was a medical is, facility is, it, is this a john casablanca's <laughs> mall modeling contract is that what this uh, is um, <laughs> shirt on or off i'm confused what's going on right now <laughs> okay i haven't done legs in like years so please don't don't make me take these pants so off he's there. taking the pictures all right he's taking a picture and says um we're just um, we're just going to do a couple things, but I'm not going to do it. You're going to do it. And he sat in this chair, and over about an hour to an hour and a half, he just started to ask me to put my leg in this position, put my arm in this position, breathe here, think about this, and thought it was all bullshit, right? Yeah, this is doing nothing. No, I know what I've doing. been so used to people doing things to me, whether it's like a, a really gnarly adjustment, massage therapist, really mm -hmm. get in there. I was so used to intensity. And that was my that was my uh, barometer for is this thing going to help me or not? Right? Yeah. And then about 90 ish minutes goes by and he's like, Okay, let's stand up. And I stood up. And it was just like this, this, this moment of I can't explain it other than, you know, if you live in the city and yeah. you're so used to the car sounds outside yeah. and then all of a sudden you go to like a quiet area in the country and there's not, there's like the absence of that noise. There was like for the first time in what must've been five years now, the absence of that noise, the pain, I could breathe and I could stand. I'll bet he told you and showed you things you didn't know about yourself. He repositioned my left knee and took the rotation out of the left hip, which allowed oh. my left pelvis to drop and the right pelvis went level and that 21 degree spine maybe shifted over to 19. Nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah. But it was just a little better. You're like, without, ah, yeah. Wow. And without anybody touching me, there was no crazy assessment. It was just putting the left side in the same position as the right side and giving it time for the nervous system to understand this is how we're supposed to work again man and that's incredible you must have just been like for 90 minutes you must have been like god i'm glad i'm not paying this guy too much because this, this is a bunch of horse here. shit and glad then it was free oh. those, those pictures <laughs> right, better not end right, up on the internet right. <laughs> what a freak man it was right, weird it's right and holy cow just a couple of <laughs> movements of your knee in 90 minutes of just getting your body accustomed to this and you're in a whole new world that's incredible it was it was a. Uh, it was the biggest state change yeah. I had felt from since breaking my back. We're yeah. talking five years. And I know I can be dramatic, but it was literally the first time my state changed. Yeah. Without him doing anything. Yeah. Well, let me let me back you up again. Okay. So you had you you break your back, you go through recovery. You break it again, you go through recovery. That leads to to this this guy. But and this may be a personal question. You answer it if you want to. Don't. Um, yeah. How did you, I mean, the days, the weeks, the months, the years, how dark did some of those days get? How did you deal with that? Uh, drugs. 
that's, that's like painkillers or recreational yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. it was it was painkillers no was, I, I asked because uh, i think it's important it's important for people to realize that and understand and a lot of people do deal with that's how they deal with it. that's the only way they know how to deal with it because yeah. it essentially just kills the pain but it's only yeah. temporary the, there was um i i had mastered fully the art of just escaping yeah and that was it. it it was just the i was so damn skilled at just not being in the present moment it mm -hmm. was just training my mind every day to be somewhere else not in this body not in this moment um and and there were uh, there were many times where i was about to pull the plug man there, yeah it was just there was just no way if this is how things were and this is a half a decade right this, yeah and you're only in your, um, your early 20s you're early to mid 20s at this yeah. point yeah i didn't i didn't have years left in me of this um but the girl i was dating said she was pregnant mm. and i'm like you know there's more yeah there's more let's hold out wow well thanks for sharing that you didn't have to answer yeah. it, like i said but yeah I i'm it, this is a stuff that is not in the textbooks you know it's the it's it's the mental and the emotional yeah. stuff and you know if if somebody years ago said eh, you also have to work on your emotions and your mindset i would have said no i don't my fucking it's broken the right it's broken yeah it's, it's a physical I, thing yeah, it's not <laughs> mental, emotional feelings. What does that have to do with? I'm not any crazy. Of this? Yeah. Well, you yeah. got to think too of the person you were before the first break, right? You're that invincible, you know, early twenties, late teens man. There's nothing you can't do. You're a D1 athlete. You're on yeah. top of the world. You had to have been become an entirely different person in those five years of massive pain where your attitudes were, were different. Your personality changed. I'm sure your opinions on a lot of things changed. I'm sure, you know, you just became an entirely different person. You probably didn't even recognize yourself looking back yeah. at those five years. Yeah, photos, uh, there, there are not many. This is kind of before the, the dawn and the era of the social media. So yeah. I, I wish I'd captured that journey more. But uh, the ones that surfaced, man, it was just like dead. It was just dead eyes. It was there was just no life there. Um, and, and I had forgotten what that what that connection to life felt like for the longest time. So this guy, the guy who offers you free, he's going to he's going to fix you for free take some weird mm -hmm. pictures you're like oh god this is gonna end bad <laughs> yeah. and it did but that's a different story but yeah whereas where wait a minute this card says guy's gone wild this is right. not what yeah. i expected at all um, am i getting paid <laughs> right who's getting paid for this um, so so but he, does, he does these things and then it opens your eyes to a whole new way of thinking about pain what road do you go down after this chance encounter with this cat at the store? Well, it was uh, it was just a, a total utter latching on to this human being. Yeah. What do you know? I want to know what you know. How and and it's not to discredit all of the amazing people that tried before him. Yeah, I know their heart was in the right place, but n none of it equaled the change. It, yeah, it doesn't work it's for just, everybody. Yeah, it just it, it didn't work for everyone and you know when you've got people strongly saying you know we should do crutches or a wheelchair and that's what life's going to be like oh. and then you've got this guy saying well you're not broken i'm i'm not going to fix you because you're not broken but i'm going to show you 
how you're going to build this thing back up again. Uh, it was just total latched onto him. He became a mentor. I was a student mm -hmm. and, and we worked intensely together, not on just myself, but we also kind of tag team clients. And it was just, it was a great relationship for, for a really long time. And I dove into how to unlearn everything in the books that I had learned for the certifications. None of it made sense in the context of what I was now learning. The stuff that was applicably changing my life was completely contradictory from a lot of the stuff that I had learned prior. What what was this guy's certifications? The guy the guy who you met at the store. What 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 was he? Or what is he? He's probably still alive. I, I, I'm not assuming yeah, you killed I, him to I, steal all of his knowledge, and now you're the only one remaining. It's not like it's the Highlander. He's got all the only one. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> this, this cannot air. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I, I mean, he he could be called a posture alignment specialist. Okay. Whatever that is. All right. It, it was this new term, but it wasn't really what it was because people think posture is the way you sit or the way you stand. Right. Posture is just the outcome of how your entire body's moving, how it functions. And so it was something, it, it was just a gray zone. It wasn't physiotherapy, mm -hmm. definitely wasn't chiropractic because there was no hands-on adjustment. Right. It was corrective exercise, but in dealing with the whole body, not just chasing what hurts and the bits and parts and pieces. So it's this, it's this global kind of just looking at the way somebody moves and helping guide them to completely different patterns. I, I don't know if there's a name for it still. That's interesting because you, hmm. you think about this in the context of ultra running. I think of the more time you spend running and the more time you spend training, the, the more in depth you get to really know your body. And you mm -hmm. get to know how you react to certain things and you get to know like, okay, well, this is starting to act up, which means this is weak. So I've got to do these types of exercises. The longer you go into a running career, you get really in tune with your body and you know, it's always something else, right? It's always like, you know, that if your IT band is hurting, it's not because your IT band is messed up. It's because something's tight. Either your, your glutes are tight or something is pulling on something and you've got to find a way to fix the imbalance to fix that issue. And it seems like that's kind of what you discovered through this guy is it's always something else. It wasn't your back. Well, it was your back, but you weren't going to fix that by by getting a, a, another round of Swedish massages, you you needed to you needed to adjust something else to allow everything else to fall into Swedish? place. Well, that's the one where they hit you a bunch of times real fast, like yeah. karate chop you. Yeah, that's a legitimate one. All right, you pay x ten extra dollars for the Swedish massage. It's, and it's quite worth, nice. Oh, it's worth yeah. every penny. I've nice. not had. I've not done it. Yeah. So. Have you not had a massage ever? No. no. Really? No. You need. You know what? Never been to a chiropractor well, either. Just give them a little. Yeah. You know, give me a little something. Little, right there. Oh, uh, it's just like that. It's just like that. They pay, you, you pay money for that. My, my cat likes that. You know, yeah, because you have those little cats. Yeah, 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 yeah. So back to some serious discussion here. <laughs> so, let's talk about good. the cats. Let's, yeah. No, let's talk about. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about this. So, this, so, so you're working with this guy. You're learning all these skills. You're helping people, and you're getting better along the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and the the thing that just made sense was. Uh, the things I was doing were not dependent on him. Yeah. They were not dependent on my wallet, my bank. They weren't dependent on setting appointments or somebody yeah. else's availability. This is like skill set, learning how to just move again. Yeah. And and not chasing 
what's tight, not chasing muscles, not chasing joints, but really just on a daily basis, what is the body doing? What is it not doing? And what does it need? And how do you give it what it needs? These routines of these full body motions. Uh, it was, it was just, it was spectacular because it was the first time that uh, I felt like I was paying for something and actually getting something more than just relief. There was like a skill set that was starting to develop. And I'd never looked at getting out of pain or, or fitness or uh, feeling better as a skill. It was always just the outcome of just make that feel better. There was no, how can I kind of develop this and, and fine tune this over, over some time? Interesting. Like a day to day, like you had to basically change your routine. There's certain things you had to do every day to make sure that your body was in the best position to be pain free. Yeah. Every day. Huh? So then you must think, okay, I'm learning from this 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 ancient master who who knows these skills that I've tried everything else this is what's worked at some point do you decide okay more people need to know about this so we're going to start this website called the pain academy Well and, and and that's where that's where pain academy the idea of it started on that very first appointment I was first of all like I said 5 years in one of the darkest deepest depression holes mm-hmm. sure um tens of thousands of dollars of credit card in debt yeah. couldn't hold down a stable job and here i am this guy is just just go do that just go do that and just go do this why haven't i heard about this right why is why is nobody looked at the fact that well yeah i broke my back that day and what happened from breaking my back was i lost sensory and motor control of the left leg Mm -hmm. because I was unable to bear weight on my left leg. I had shifted my trunk off to the side and the shift was causing the impinged nerves every single day, every step I took, Mm -hmm. every time I bent forward, that didn't show up on x-rays that didn't show up on MRIs. It didn't show up in any of the spinal screenings or the therapeutic modalities. Everybody yeah. was going after the back pain. Right. And this guy was saying, I wonder if we were able to make you use your left leg again, if that would actually give your back more support. Right. Five years and tens of thousands of dollars. And this, and, and we're not chasing symptoms anymore. We're just trying to get the ankles and the knees and the hips and the shoulders to just move a little better together and watch what happens. And I was, I was part relieved, but then part, how was this not the first recommendation? And, and that's where pain Academy is born of getting this information in the hands, in the hands of as many people as possible. And hopefully streamlining this. So, so people don't have to go spend five more years chasing what hurts to only then come back to, what really matters, which is how your whole body moves. I'm going to tell you why this is not the first thing that happens when people are in a massive amount of pain, like like you were. Yeah. This, this dude approached you in a grocery store and he helped you for free. There's no money, right? There's, you know, they're not going to make, there's no advertisements for the guy helping you for free at right. the grocery store. No. You know, they don't make any money off of that, but it's fascinating. It really is to think about, I think it's a more holistic approach to to the body and knowing again that it's not all it's not one thing it's a chain reaction of a lot of things and you would never would have thought in a million years to look at your knee you've been like ass my back you it listen buddy i'll find i will go to your little weird room and take those pictures pictures. (laughs) just to get just you leave me alone and the next thing you know you're fine that's absolutely incredible Vinny. 
And, and, and that's a, you know, that was the thought as it was a very quiet drive home. It mm-hmm. was, this guy wasn't advertised. He wasn't on YouTube. He wasn't on Instagram doing the cool flashy shit. Yeah. He was just trying to help one person at a time because he cares. And the people who know this information, they're, they're not making big businesses out of it. And, and we can get into that in a minute. But it just it kind of detracts from why you even do this special work in the first place. It's not about the business aspect. It's about actually making that kind of level of impact in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I think it's um, it, it's a not a very marketable thing. I think B. I probably wouldn't have listened to him if this was year one of breaking my back. Right. I think I think you have to go through all of the modalities to see what works in the way you want it to, also what does not work in the way that it that you want it to. Right. Until you finally get to this place of I'm the only one that can do this. I can rely on others for help, but at the end of the day, this is my body. I've got to show up daily as best as possible. And and it's only when you get to that place are you then in the space for let's stop fucking around and chasing things let's get to the core of it which is how my body moves is it a lot would you say it's similar to or does it incorporate some yoga because it does sound like that sort of exercise chain of getting things in alignment and getting things incorrect like what like what is this what is actually what does it look like for you on a day-to-day basis not knowing that not everyone can just i'm just gonna do Vinny's routine and i'll be fine but what does it look what does this look like for you every single day yeah, so so that's a great question. Uh, I love yoga. Yoga is great, but yoga is not inherently designed to correct movement impairments. Gotcha. Okay. So let's say let's say my example. Um, my left leg basically shut down. Very mm-hmm. stiff. Very tight. Was unable to move. Going to do yoga would have helped me just move better. Would have felt better, but it wouldn't have inherently designed to reduce compensation and go after restoring function that left leg, it would have taken that imbalance that I had, that movement impairment, and it probably would have made me have better range of motion. Mm-hmm. It probably would have given me better strength, but it wouldn't have changed how the nervous system drives and engages motion to both sides of the body. It would have just made both a little better. What it takes to resolve movement impairments is bringing both sides of the body to the same playing field, okay. to the same level. Yeah. So yoga can be what comes after there's great function in the body. Mm -hmm. But before you move, you have to consider the opposite end of that spectrum, which is rest. It's taking work out of the body. And that's what we did on that first session. It wasn't putting work in. It was taking work out. It was relaxing the neural drive and saying, left side, you can relax. I'm sorry, uh, right side. You've done all the yeah, work for right. years. Yeah, to take a break. <laughs> yeah, take a break. Left side, we're going to start recruiting the nerves. We're going to teach you guys actually how to lengthen and, and muscles to get back to their proper resting length. It was to master rest first. So then when it came time to move, the muscles had a better ability to do their job. And that was the missing piece. It was just everybody was giving me exercises and movements and stretches and go do this. It was just building layers on top of the problem. We weren't unwinding things to the level of where we could actually move from a better baseline. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. No, no, that yep. does. That makes all, absolutely makes tons of sense when you yeah. put it that way. Yeah, that really makes a whole lot of sense. So you do this. You get Pain Academy off the ground, which, by the way, 
you now can say something that NFL linebackers have been saying for a very long time. Welcome to the Pain Academy, sucker. You know, that's like the greatest, Aww. right? <laughs> I need like a Mr. T introduction. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome yeah. to the Pain Academy, man. Um, yeah, so it's, got- too, it's too melodramatic. It's too like, we're going to help. You know, it's right. got to be charged. You got a bunch of like flute music in the background. <laughs> Welcome to the Pain Academy. And it just sounds so soothing. Where if you had we're like some- take some photos and, and have a good time. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> some intensity. Okay, strike, you know? a, strike a pose. Exactly, yeah. strike a pose. Let's see it there. Sachet yeah. Chante. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so now you do something that you probably would never would have thought as you were sitting on the couch for, or sitting on the, in your bed, laying in your bed, looking at the ceiling all those years. You discover the sport of running and more specifically, ultra running, something you never probably thought ever you'd ever be able to do again. I never thought I I've never been a runner in the first place. Running was uh, uh, the last time I had ran was in sixth grade PE for the mile test to see if you could do (laughs) it. That was it. Yeah, I was a water sport guy. I I failed on land every time I tried anything. And, you know, it was this moment like a couple years ago where um, I was working with with one of the top kickers in the NFL Mm -hmm. and he was going from just debilitating back pain. His body had adapted so much to that asymmetry that it was just a tug of war. And, and literally a couple months working together, the guy is doing incredible work. And I'm sitting here in my office thinking, why am I getting everybody else there? And I'm just sitting here doing nothing. Yeah. So that day I put on running shoes and I went for a mile run. It was the worst experience in my life like, Fuck that shit. <laughs> oh my god i thought i was gonna die yeah and i told you i can be dramatic but i'm not yeah. being dramatic i thought i was gonna die <laughs> there was like stars i mean it was yeah. a, i think a 16 and a half minute mile like, not only was whoa. the mile terrible yeah. but the aftermath of that mm-hmm. was just a week of going downstairs backwards <laughs> that was my first experience wow. running so there yeah, you are. Terrible. You're helping. Yeah. I'm just going to say Mason Crosby get his body back in, in, in shape to do some kicking in the NFL. And you're like, you know what? I'm I'm helping him. I, I got to achieve my best. I'm going to go for a run. This is going to be easy. I'm the pain academy. It's guy. a mile. Right. I, I know about pain. I'm all better now. I was a D1 athlete. I was a D1 swimmer. It's I time, baby. Let's yeah. go. I was, I'm a personal trainer. I, you know, I skipped leg day all those all those years <laughs> just for this. My legs have been so rested because I've never done so a leg rested. day. This is going to be great. And then you get slapped across the face with a cold hard reality like, of a 16 minute mile and you and you couldn't walk for a week a week a week <laughs> my son was laughing at me <laughs> <laughs> laughing he kept checking in and that was very sweet uh so it was it was a terrible experience yeah. it was a terrible week but then i tried it again yeah and it was still terrible of course five days more time yeah. yeah yeah but but that's what it was it was right. instead of a week it was like six days of right. going down the stairs back you know no nope. and I then it was you. like five and then i tried running a mile two times in a week you're like and then, <gasps> it, and then i'm like Twice. buying headbands and backwards <laughs> athletic caps and i've got my little arm iPod, iPod thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Can I'm we talk pro. about a this is this is a man problem? So, ladies, you 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 don't experience this. 
running is extremely unfair towards men and here's why there are women's running shorts for sale everywhere you can buy them at target you can buy them at kohl's you can buy them at walmart you can buy them on a at a tent on the side of the road at the dollar general right there's a guy going yeah we got ladies running shorts over here <laughs> the same guy who called you and offered you a scholarship yeah. for men he's yeah. everywhere most stores sell one of two types of shorts for men everywhere you go kohl's jc pennies or as my mom called it the pennies um walmart anywhere you go and you look for men's clothes they have two types of shorts basketball shorts and cargo shorts <laughs> you have to either go online or you have to go to a specialty store as a man to get running shorts women can buy them anywhere men if we're going to start running in cargo pants we'll be fine but we can't so you have to go and you have to go buy some running shorts and they're and they're not cheap you had to go get your shorts at some point this is a problem that men face as runners right jeff yeah 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 see see we just exposed and some some realities here and uh, I've noticed the more I'm getting into running, just the shorter they're getting. Oh, yeah. I'm just showing it's just more and more leg. Oh, it's right. Great. What you don't know about Vinny, everybody, is Be he back. started out wearing basketball shorts. And now Vinny runs in what I like to call cheek peekers. Where cheek he gets peekers. Just a, little, a little glance <laughs> of what Vinny's got going on there. <laughs> I, I might put on the Speedo for the Ultra and just bring back an old flag. There's a That'd guy that does it. There's a guy who used to run in, in, in a Speedo. Uh, is, is, is Courtney or sorry Corey Awesome Waltering he's a great ultra runner out of the Midwest he used to run in a Speedo all the time all the time yeah it, it cuts down on chafing so you might as I mean heck it's probably you got a couple you know at the house somewhere save it's yourself a, a couple idea. bucks yeah if yeah, you got it I mean idea. just exactly put them on go exactly forward. so 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 now, yeah so you you get into running you see your shorts yeah. start getting shorter and you don't care like your your wife is like or your girlfriend's like don't go out of the house in those things. <laughs> Here, here's what it was. Um, the shirt started to come off. Mm-hmm. Got this like long California hair. And this is this is short. It was like down to my waist. Ooh, yeah. And so I kind of had this thing where I'm like, you know what? I'm a naturalist. I'm going to get, no, fuck shoes. I'm No shoes, short shorts, long flowy hair. I am a runner capable of about a mile and a half now. I'm ready, baby. Let's do it. And how many people? And it was now now a thing. It was was a thing now where like I was just starting to to run, not far, and not often and not consistent. But when I would make an appearance, it was just, I was a a guy now. I was a person. Yeah. Uh, And and I was a whole thing. And um, we have this five mile loop around a lake. And I'd only run about a mile to a mile and a half at this point, yeah. uh, just probably for I don't know, a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I called my wife and I'm like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna run around the lake. She's like, do it. Yeah, do it. And so so I, I leave my watch at home, which was great because it yeah. died. That was the best thing that could happen. I yeah. wasn't looking at splits. I wasn't worried about time. And I was just going and I was listening to my body. And it was like this breakthrough of weeks ago, a mile was impossible. And now I'm at like four, four and a half miles. Mm-hmm. And that was the moment that I fell in love with this. And I said, I can do this. This is now a thing. So no shoes at this point. You're still running no. barefoot. Yeah. Imagine this is about the time too when weed was legalized in California. So you know there's a lot of- just- <laughs> <laughs> I should have just done that. It yeah. would have complete the whole picture. Yeah. No, but there's probably a lot of people that were like, 
I think I think I must have got some really good weed because I swear to God I saw a tattooed Jesus running <laughs> on run the side by. of the road with no shoes on. That's <laughs> what it looked like. And she she's she's since she's taken some photos of me doing it. She's like, this is what it looks like. Stop. Put a shirt on. Cut your hair. Put some shoes on. And so now this I'm just like ridiculous. More yeah. Right? Yeah, it was it was too much. It was just too much. Man. No, isn't it so true? Sometimes you need to see a photo because we all have a different self image than what's reality. <sighs> And so here you are thinking you're this flowing in the wind. You are this God. And people are like, my God, that is the epic. You know, it's bad when you someone shows you a photo of you and you look at it and you go, who's that? Right, right. And so you saw that photo. It actually happened to me at a race this past weekend. I, my miles have been kind of down lately. I've been doing the miles I usually do. And I've been drinking probably more beer than I should be. And so I saw this finish line of the, the award ceremony photo. I was at, I did a 15 K this past weekend and I took third in my age group. And so they, they called me. There was only four people in my age group that showed up. Everybody. So yeah. yeah but you I, kicked his ass. Exactly. <laughs> I took that one guy down. Um, so I, 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 my wife takes a picture and I go, Oh my God, is that what my gut looks like in that shirt? Why did you not tell me this? I'm like, you're supposed to be my wife. You're supposed to be like, that's that's not the shirt to wear today, honey. You're going to want to wear something a little bigger. <laughs> I looked a little free. I, yeah, I look like I left the shirt in the dryer too long. That's what I looked like. And I was wearing a medium when I should have been wearing a wearing a large. But that was a wake yeah. up call for me as well uh, to get bigger shirts. Um, but I Hold know exactly. Down. What you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you 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 get it. I uh I thought I had these like Greek godlike calves right. and and uh just the hair was trying to catch up to me. And when she yeah. saw me this you know, when I saw this photo, it was like I was reflecting light. My legs looked about as thick as my wrists. Right. And I looked like I just have dog shit on my feet. And that's that. That's that. It's just terrible. So you bought a you bought a shirt, and then you had to go buy a pair of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But no, but that moment you said that that moment of you left that watch at home and you just had that goal of I'm going to do this transformed running for you from this chore, this awful feeling at the end to just loving the sport. What, what was it other than the fact that you were slapped across the face with reality after seeing that picture, but let's go backwards in time before you saw that. What was it about that run for you that really brought home the fact that you had found where you belonged in the world of running? You know, um, the, it's a great question. Um, my only experience with endurance sports was swimming. Yeah. So it's very isolated. Mm-hmm. You're you're just staring at the bottom of the same pool and that's the endorphin, right? Yeah. That That's the release. That's that euphoria you get. And I had only ever experienced that in the pool. Yeah. And then here I am on this run where I, and I hadn't felt those endorphins in, in about, uh 11 yeah about 11 years yeah and i'm feeling them again but like i'm outside and i feel the sun and i think it was the wind because i was running so fast it was probably just a breeze yeah and it was life man it it was this oh my you're still alive you can do this this feels amazing and it was available it was so available to me that there was no gym, there was no crazy expensive equipment. It was just like, 
you have everything you need, which was the same moment I experienced on that first session. It was no fancy equipment. You have everything you need. You just have to do the damn thing. Right. And so this moment, I, I just, I fell in love and I had that breakthrough where running just felt so miserable and so hard. Organs were going up and down, cramps everywhere. And then now there's like this state of effortless. I was just moving. Yeah. It, it was it was probably like still 14 or 15 minute miles, but it was like I switched gears, a gear that I didn't know I had. And and I wanted to see how long can this gear actually last. You're, you're so right. There's that moment where it clicks and that's like the runner's high where it's this effortless movement and it's and in your mind is not going i've got to get grocery shopping i got to go buy a shirt oh i got to pay that bill i got to pay that bill you are just in this primal state of being it's just it's it's a beautiful thing and when you hit it you're like and you finish your run you're like i that's probably i could have went all day right could have went all day that's probably close to what heaven feels like um, but yeah, you you, you yeah. don't get it every run, but man, no. you get it. It's it's a man. It's fantastic. I felt invincible again. Yeah, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I, just I felt capable, and uh, like you said, that that switch went off, and um, I I now knew this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. This right here, I'm going to chase this feeling as long and and as often as possible. So that six miles five to six miles around the lake turns mm-hmm. into what a half marathon do you do a half marathon at that point or no so i got home from that run and booked a marathon of course go straight to the marathon yeah. <laughs> ah, i don't do anything half right <laughs> half I, I i saw some some funny posts that where someone's like they'll only be half proud of you if you do a half marathon. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So I'm like, I want to be full proud. Why be half-assed? I mean, you know. Yeah, why, why be half-assed? So uh, I never I never ran um, a half marathon. I found this beautiful uh, marathon up in the Redwoods. It's called Avenue of the Giants, um, just north of San Francisco. So yeah. like kind of just across the border in Oregon. Yeah. And um, actually, I don't think it was in Oregon. I think it was just south of that. And... I made a lot of mistakes, but I finished and cool. that was it. Did and you- then as soon as I was done with that, it was like, where, when, when's an ultra, what's an ultra? When do I sign I up? Gotta do one. I got to do, do one. I got to do one. So did you go straight? So, so you did, you finished that marathon. Did you do the 50 mm-hmm. K round? Did you look for a 50 K or were you like, eh, I'm going to go 50 miles? No, no. I, uh, I royally messed up on my marathon. So again, this is me still trying to figure out, this is like months into running for right. the first time ever. Right. Um, I blew past all the aid stations. Thinking <laughs> these people, look at these idiots, water. What do you mean water? For? What? Like, Cause I, I was so used to training. I mean, this was, this yeah. was a really hot summer. They yeah. were on average a month where it was not lower than 90 degrees out yeah. in Westlake. And I, I had become heat acclimated. So now all of a sudden I'm in this like rainy temperate forest and water. I have all the water in me. <laughs> it's I raining out for God's sake. What do you need water for? Right, right. <laughs> and uh, I look, I made mistakes. Uh, I didn't understand nutrition. I didn't understand yeah. any of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought I could just, just hoof it. Um, I ran past the halfway mark and at literally mile 14 was when I realized this is not going to go well. Uh-oh. <laughs> mile 14, I call that your fuck 
mile. That's the one where you're, <laughs> that's what you say to yourself. You go, fuck, yeah. I got was, 12 more that. of these. <laughs> I said it out loud though. It was a business, yeah. it was a, an audible, fuck. <laughs> It was audible. It's the pre-bonk. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, and the worst part was for this for this marathon, uh, the furthest distance I had ran prior to that was 16 miles. So there was a, a 10 miles of unknown mm-hmm. territory for me. Yeah. And that's what that last 10 miles was. It was it was me completely going into unventured territory. Um, and I learned a lot, cried a lot, and we just walked through it. See, I, pr- through I approached it. it a little differently. I did I did a I did a half marathon, the one, the original one yeah, here in Clarksville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a week before, I, I didn't, I had only ever run like nine miles at the, was the longest. Yeah, so yeah. the week before the half marathon, I went and ran a half marathon. <laughs> you could have <laughs> saved yourself the money. Sure, just to make sure I could do it. He you paid know? 60, yeah. he paid sixty dollars yeah. to run a half marathon after he'd already ran a half marathon. So <laughs> yeah. you get a t-shirt and a okay, I can do it. I'm good. <laughs> so you, that's great. Yeah. Why did that's I great. I wish I would have, uh, like I said, hindsight, it's a great, it, it gives you some great wisdom, but I look back on, on all the mistakes I made for that. And hopefully I'm accounting for those with this ultra, but there will be mistakes made. Um, that's what, that's how you learn. Oh yeah. Well, let me tell you something, Vinny, if you blow by every aid station um, and don't drink any water or taking any calories, they're going to find your body at about mile 30. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm hearing that that's what happens. So I'm hearing. You can only fake happens. it so long. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Whatever happened to the paint Academy guy? Oh, Vinny, I think we found him in a ditch somewhere. He's, he's dead. <laughs> right. He's, right. he's dead. He's gone. He's gone. What he died in train. They uh, didn't train at all. Um, no, he didn't train. So, so what have you? What What are you now putting? Are, are you, you? You get a better hydration plan down? Are you going to stop and take water now? Yeah. So there's uh, there's fuel going in. Okay. There's fuel going in, which is great. Um, I'm I'm playing around. So I just hit my longest run. Technically, it was my longest run ever yesterday because oh, cool. that marathon, I don't think really counts because yeah. it was a shuffle for those last 10 miles <laughs> right. as people were handing me all of their little secrets. Somebody was handing me mustard and ketchup and just people were throwing some weird, weird yeah. stuff. Yeah. Here, eat some condiments. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, like that's the last, the last thing I want is relish. Are you the right same now. guy that takes pictures? Listen, yeah. listen yeah. I saw your pictures on the internet. Right. <laughs> you could really use some mustard right now. Here's a condiment guy. Here's yeah. a packet of French's mustard. Just eat this. Just rub your ears. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, I'm so glad I didn't have a Pain Academy shirt on. <laughs> uh, I, I had the face of death for those last ten yeah, miles. But yeah. um, so so anyway. So so now I'm I'm just planning for it. Um, I'm setting up nutrition timers, figuring uh, figuring out what I got to drink, when I got to drink it, um, what my body works well with, what it doesn't work well with. So right now it's just kind of the playing and testing game. Um, but I'm consistently running 25, uh, 25 mile long runs on the weekend. And those are just feeling a little bit better, a little bit more smooth. Well, that's so good. That's good. Have I, you, have I, you started I think some, I'm ready. Have you did some back to backs? Like you've done like a 25 mile run on a Saturday and then a 10 mile run on a Sunday or something like that. That's the, the plan that I'm working up to is to be able to do a 20 mile on a Saturday yep. and then a 30 on yeah. the Sunday. Okay. I, what, what's so hard, and this, this was my experience too, is going through pain and the corrective exercise. Everybody's got the different strategy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so I'm just trying to figure out what, what makes sense and what works for me. Um, I know I definitely do not want to go into this weekend wondering 
if I can finish. I want right. to have a little bit more certainty that that I'm not going to need to get like helicoptered out. That'd you know, be great. I, I really believe that once you achieve marathon level fitness, if you can run a pretty decent marathon, you can run just about any ultra up to 100 miles because yep. nutrition becomes a big part of the game. It won't be pretty, yeah. but you can, right. you can complete you can, it. Yeah. But and, and so what does nutrition look like? It's a little different for everybody. I know for me, I'm that, th- I'm that guy who if I consume 300 to 350 calories an hour, that I will feel a lot better. I'll be able to go faster and I'll recover better afterwards. And what does that look for me? For the longest time, it was a bunch of other things, but you know, you try things through time and I found a gel that really works for me. It's, it's a 250 calories. It's called, it's a spring nutrition speed nut which sounds hmm. disgusting. It sounds like basically where you- You sold it. Right, where you paid No, no, yeah. it's, where, it's where your pictures are, are posted online. Um, it's in the condiment <laughs> aisle. Website. Condiment aisle, No, but yeah. it, it tastes unlike anything. I, I, but, it, but it works for me because it's 250 calories. They I, know I, I take one of those, I drink some, some uh, Gatorade or whatever sports drink they have on the course, and I'm pretty good every single hour. So it's just it's, it's trial and error. And being able to eat when you run. Yeah, yeah I'm- uh, I, I, my my default is to just empty stomach. I love fasted running. I mm-hmm. love not eating anything, and and that is enjoyable. So now having like fuel and nutrition and thinking about that, there is like this this pretty gnarly adjustment period where having a gel, like I feel full of a hundred and forty calorie gel. Right, right. So I'm trying to just like right now just cram it and cram it, having two or three maybe hour hour and a half. Yeah. Um, and and there's some there's some stomach tolerance uh, tolerance issues. I feel like I got to work with. What you'll find too, Vinny, when you get to an aid station. Here's the best thing: you go to a marathon. They're like, we've got some uh, leftover gels. Here's a uh, here's a triberry goo that tastes like vomit, <laughs> and here's some water sports drink. That's what they have for you at ultras. Some speed nuts, right? It's, no, they don't even have those there because no. they're too expensive. So you go to an ultra, you pull into an aid station, and it looks like you're gonna get the birthday a cake, junk, goo, yeah. a junk food buffet. You've got potato chips. You've got boiled peanuts. Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. Quesadillas. You got got all that stuff. Yeah, you've got M&M's, you know, and then the bowl of M&M's was just reached into by the guy that's got his fingers full of Vaseline because he was lubing up his chafing. (laughs) And you're like, what is that? What is that? What is that taste on these on these uh, these M&M's? So sure went down quick. Right. (laughs) There's a lot of things. And it's funny because what you'll notice, Vinny, is when you pull into the A station and just kind of glance at all the food that you paid for with your entry fee. And, and your body will key in on something. You'll be like, oh, wait a minute, that Coke looks really good. Or, oh, wait a minute, those, those, those uh, potatoes and salt. Potato chips look really good. And it's just kind of your body's way of saying, this is what I, what I need. You'll find, just, just listen to your body and it'll really yeah. tell you more often than not what you need. I, I, I'm quite clear that the physical capacity is there. Mm-hmm. It's now just, it, it, nutrition's either going to get me there or it's not i mean th- this really seems like a nutrition game i've put in so much of the work yep um i've i've been lucky enough to to avoid running injuries yeah. going from not moving for a decade to right. now up to about a 50 60 mile a week capacity so i think i'm doing the the physical components right yeah that that nutrition is going to be the biggest variable for me i'm excited what when is your race finney June 18th. Okay. June. It's right. coming up. It is coming up. We'll yeah, all be It's coming up. Yeah, watching and crossing our fingers. Mid-June. So before we before we roll out Vinny, what is something that you have discovered in your work with, you know, correcting imbalances and helping people with pain? And now you're in this world of running, what's something from your pain world that runners can incorporate to have have better runs, more pain-free training? 
uh, to keep us from being injured? What's something we can throw into our into our daily routines? You know, my my answer goes uh, quite quite a far away away from I think a lot of the the quick hot tips that a lot of people get. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 actually two things. Um, number one, it goes back to taking the workout. I trust that all the runners out there are putting in the work when it comes to the runs. Right. I trust that right. they're they're finding what is that stimulus, what's that drive that they have to put in. If there's no, then let's learn how to reset and relax the body, and we stay always engaged in these overstimulated zones. It's just not a matter of if things get weird; it's when. Mm-hmm. So it's being able to look at. How can I master the art of rest? How can I take this body in high motion and feel just as much value as my runs and the big stretches and the strength work? There's just as much value as laying on my back with both legs over a chair, hands behind my head, and just breathing for 10 or 15 minutes and taking that rotation out of the body, whether it's before the runs, for sure after the runs, finding value in the opposite end of the spectrum mm-hmm. if if we can get there which it's a hard sell oh yeah we are con- it is a we are so conditioned to like not only do not all of us have a lot of time but if we don't feel something it's not doing something for us right now right it becomes a waste of time if we can change that relationship with intensity and see laying on the ground and just naturally resetting the length of the hip flexors will probably do you more good than all of the strength and activation stretches you're doing and teaching your nervous system that it can also chill the hell out, man, that I, I, I think that's why I've been able to do this injury free is because of mastering the rest part. You're, you're so right. We are such a society of intensity. No pain, no gain. You got videos of guys running and screaming at you to, to you get hard, that sort of thing. Yeah. And, 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 you know, run 400 miles a day and then bike. You know, we don't, we don't have a really good relationship with rest and recovery because it's kind of like, what's that rest for? Rest is for cheaters, you know, or quitters. Quitters don't rest or, you know, they, you can't sell a book. It's hard to sell a book telling people to put their feet up on a chair and lay down on the floor for 10 minutes, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not it's not it's not a sexy enough equation. That's not productive. But something yeah. that I think is I think you're definitely right. Resetting after moments of intensity and resetting that body, I think it makes sense. I, I've got uh, and, and I can send you guys a links uh, links for this. I've got a 30 minute position. It's a 30 minute. You spend 15 minutes on one leg. 50 minutes on the other leg and you are just taking out all of the the adaptation that running builds into the body yeah. just gently taming that and if you can do one thing for your body if, if your mobility flexibility routine requires one thing if you watch netflix or audiobooks put your body in this position and let gravity do the rest and open up your front side and let the miles just start unwinding that that's the number one thing that has served me and so many people well through the process of uh how do you get the body ready for more intensity that's yeah, yeah send me the yeah, link and I'll, I'll put it in the description of the podcast so great. people can can go click and watch that i saw a quote um today actually on the internet isn't the universe serendipitous but um something that you were talking about um, you know, this guy who helped you didn't charge you, right? And it, I think it was I think it was Ryan Reynolds who said his dad told him there's two types of people in the world. There's givers and there's takers. 
and the takers may eat better at dinner, but the givers sleep better at night. And I think that that speaks volumes. And I think it's, you know, that guy, the guy who helped you probably sleeps really well at night. And I'm sure you do as well, knowing that you're helping a whole lot of people out of pain. Well, let's help me sleep a little better. Um, I'm going to, when is this going to air? Um, you think? Well, I, you know, it's going to air. We're going to air you this Friday. So we're recording this on a Monday night. You are going to be in cool. the world. You are going to be out into the broadcast space. It is Friday right now. Right now, someone's running and it's a Friday. Okay. So by Friday, I'm going to put together a really simple series for all the listeners for this podcast. Okay. It's not going to be anything big or fancy, just maybe five or six positions and exercises. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get back to all these people listening. I'm going to show them what it means to take that workout and kind of hit the big reset button on function. I love it. I love it. Yeah, we'll, cool. we'll, we'll put the link to that in the description of the podcast so people Excellent. can check that out. Painacademy.net is where you can go to get all the information. And, and Vinny Crispino, Best of luck to you on this podcast. I, this was a fun chat. It was fun. I I, I have to close an open loop real go, quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, a couple weeks ago, your partner was missing on a podcast because there was a sizzling date. How did it go? Yeah. Remember, I, you couldn't be on the podcast. I, I told everybody that you had a hot date. A- apparently went well. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a political stance on that. I do not recall. <laughs> I do not recall. <laughs> okay, I, I I could I've been losing sleep over it. I'm trying to figure out what's yeah. going on here. I'm just kidding. We're Great. no, we're, no okay. but Vinny. We're you know we're we're trying to you know we we want Jeff to be happy. But here's the yeah. problem: Jeff is such a big part of our family that I think there's an intimidating factor of dating Jeff Stafford because you would have to <laughs> if if you're going to date Jeff Stafford. You have to get the Pluckelman's approval. approval. Like you yeah, have to, you that, have to fit in that. with this family, and if it. you can't hang with this ragtag right. group of weirdos, yep. you just can't hang. So I know that's a lot of pressure. So he may not want to talk about his hot it's, it's date, power, his hot silver singles date, because right. you know that person wasn't introduced to us. So they may feel a little deprived, and they know that it's not a serious relationship because they've never met the Pluckelmans. Well, maybe if you just go on the first date, that would ease any tension. We could just double. I'm sure it would. Yes, let's just double. No, 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 no double. Just me. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because um, my my oldest, my my youngest daughter, uh, she's she started dating, and this and the, she's oh, 15, she's 15, and so her 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 her, her gentleman caller, his name is Avi, nice kid, comes to the house. They're going to go on their first date. And so I said, he's got to come into the house and I got to meet this kid. We're not, you just, not, you just, this is not a you honk just don't, the horn. You just don't date my daughter. Honk, you know, so. oh, this is not a honk the horn and you roll out deal. So he walks in yeah, yeah. and, and, and I, I go up to him and I, I grab his hand for a handshake and I look directly into his eyes and I squeeze as hard as I can. And I'm like, hey, how you doing, young man? And I'm not breaking eye contact. I'm like, this kid's <laughs> going to have to break eye contact first. I'm just crushing, just shaking that hand like, hey, you little kid, how you doing? He finally breaks and he, he looked away because he knew I asserted my dominance over him. But it was that's what I would do. <laughs> That's what my wife is laughing. She's in the kitchen right now and she is laughing. So that's what I would do on this first date with Jeff. I yeah. would just, you know, this lady friend like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm crush. Ryan. And just crush her crush. hand and just crush. maintain eye contact and be like, mm-hmm, yes. You got to assert dominance. And what? <laughs> if she enjoys the date, 
you got a winner. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's a simple vetting process. Yes. You might as well let her know what she's in for right you know, away. The first, one of the first things I ask is, do you enjoy condiments? <laughs> because that's important, you know. You know what you like. You like mustard? Great. We'll get along. Yeah. yeah. What are your You're thoughts on it? Yeah. Do you call it ketchup or catsup? Catsup, yeah. Yeah, because that's Jeff's age. Is when right. They had ketchup and catsup. Ketchup. So he knows, yeah. he knows he's dating ketchup. the true silver singles if she calls it catsup. Oh, my gosh. That's a deal. It's a deal breaker. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Vinny Crispino, painacademy.net. Check it out, everybody. Vinny's putting together that video. So by the time this is released, um, there will be a description in the podcast. Go to the description of the podcast. There'll be a link right there so you can check out what Vinny thinks we all need Click to do it. after a hard run, after an easy run. Just do this. Put, this, put this into your routine, into your running routine to hopefully stay injury-free. Vinny, best of luck. This was a fun chat. Thank you so much Thank for you. taking the time. Gentlemen, thanks for having me on. This was a hoot, everybody. Uh, by the way, adventurejogger.com if you want to hear some back episodes. There's also Adventure Jogger gear on there. How about some jogging pants? You could use that in your life. Go check them out. We are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search the Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode.